The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams continue getting healthy. Plus, the NFC West continues its dominance. And later, third time's a charm. We preview Niners at Rams. The NFC Championship game, next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio on the fan-sided network. I am Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Banks. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Bunch of awesome stuff to get into. Again, we get another game preview. I'm hoping this is not the last one of the season because these are fun. These are way more fun than off-season topics, huh? Let's see how many more we can get. We just need one at one after this one. One more is all I'm asking, LA Rams. Help me out here. It's gonna be some good stuff though. We got the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Could not, if I wanted to. Couldn't try. I could put all my effort into it. There's no way I could put a better script together for this LA Rams team on their way to potentially being in a Super Bowl. We will talk about that game though in all of its glory. Later on, on the second half of the show here. But first, we got a couple of things to, to take care of. We got some updates to give you guys as far as the Rams coaching staff goes. We got some injury updates for you guys. And then, of course, we are going to look back at this one heck of a football game that the Rams played last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, knocking out Tom Brady. Only his second ever divisional round loss of his NFL career. Courtesy of your L.A. Rams. Maybe his last game? We will see. Uh, Before we get started here, though, I do want to go ahead and and hop into our giveaways. We are going to keep it extremely simple as far as the the future of these giveaways goes, or this week's giveaway, I guess I should say. But we did have a giveaway that was part of the the pregame live. So I always go uh, live on YouTube. Sometimes Facebook as well. I think I did Twitter this time as well, but uh, that one doesn't accept comments. So... Facebook and Twitter, I was live on there. If you guys have not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do so. I do appreciate the heck out of that. Uh, It means a lot to me, and that's exactly where you get the best content. Not only the full podcast, but you can also get the the show broken up into clips, and that is the only place to find that right now. But we did our pregame live, and what I needed from somebody was to get as close as possible to the correct score, and then you were a winner of a prize pack from All Pro Sports. Thank you very much to AJ and All Pro Sports for helping us out with that one. And we did collect a winner, and it was closest to without going over for both teams. And I was adding up that that difference there, and the total points went to the winner. And we actually had a winner who was only four points off, two points per team. The actual score prediction was 25 to 28. The four, final score of the football game was 27 to 30, so four total points. And that one is going to go to Rachel V. So what I'm going to need from you, Rachel, is to reach out to me uh, and and get me an address that I can forward out to All Pro Sports and AJ so that we can get you your prize pack. 
But we also do our Shaw's Customs giveaways here, and all I needed from you guys last week was tell me your favorite. Is it Horns Up? Is it Mob Squad? Is it Go Rams? Is it Rams House? Any of our, our little cliche things that we as Rams fans love to say. And I did get some solid responses here, so let's go ahead and get into that giveaway really fast. And... Again, this is courtesy of Shaw's Customs all, all season long, and uh, I, I do want to throw it out there because Ram Showcase is a one-man show, all right? I, we do everything here, Sheriff Joe Bags does, and I, I don't want to miss anything. So if I've missed you on your giveaway or anything like that, you feel like you're, you're it's taking too long, anything, reach out to me, I'll hit up Josh, we'll get you that stuff, man. No, no problem at all. No probs. No probs. Let's see who's the winner of this one, though. This one feels good to me. Put that bad boy over there, and this one is going to go to Willie Bowen. I believe this was actually a YouTube comment, so Willie, what I'm going to need from you is I need you to message one of the Ram Showcase social media pages. That's at Ram Showcase on Twitter, at Ram Showcase on Instagram, or Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase, and I need uh, your address, and then I can get that sent out to Shaw's Customs. You get that prize pack. I'm going to need that by kickoff on Sunday, because after that, Sheriff Joe Bags doesn't like to check his cell phone during the games, so I need that by then, and then we'll get that forwarded out to you, man. That is your deadline, and I do apologize. I know that there was at least one that I missed via the Ram Showcase Twitter page. I made the bold assumption that I was going to be getting notifications from Twitter, and uh, that was not the case. So I'm sitting here thinking, man, nobody's hitting me up. No, it turns out notifications were off, so we fixed that, and um, I will be checking that more regularly, but let's go ahead and get into the beef here. We got a bunch of cool stuff to talk about in like a billion fan cases, so I, I want to I wanna be able to to respect the people who took some time to, to ask me a question and be able to get you some answers, so let's go ahead and start here. We're going to start with some some potential coaching moves that we, we that we've seen with this roster, or with this, this staff right now, because we, we, we have seen some interviews. I'm not 100% sure that anybody's going to get taken from the Rams this year, and that's actually something that has not happened very often. It seems like every single year the Rams are, are trying to look for new coordinators because people come and attack ours. So Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell is in the final three for the Denver Broncos head coaching job. The Broncos are expected to make a decision, though. Uh, they're actually kind of looking within the next few days. It is a Wednesday as of date of recording. It is the 26th right now, so... Uh, basically, what what the Broncos are doing is is they're down to Kevin O'Connell, Dan Quinn, and Nathaniel Hackett, and the Kevin O'Connell's the only one that's still playing right now. So if they don't make a decision or they don't announce anything by the end of the week, uh, that would lead me to believe that they actually do want Kevin O'Connell. But it does look like they they want to make that decision. Dan Quinn and Hackett have been invited back for second interviews, and I have not heard yet about a Kevin O'Connell uh, second interview. So uh, that's not to say that it's not happening. Uh, it, that's not to say that it might not happen on, on Friday, anything like that. But uh, if I get word on it, then then I can try to spread that information here. But from what I know right now, Kevin O'Connell has not been invited for a second interview, although he is in that that round of the final three. So I would say if we hear nothing by Saturday, that uh, I, I would feel pretty good that the Broncos do want KOC out of the LA Rams. No word on Raheem Morris to the Minnesota Vikings, uh, but also no second interview announced for him. We did see a second interview announced for Dan Quinn uh, for the Vikings as well. So Dan Quinn, definitely a hot commodity in these coaching changes right now. And with the New Orleans Saints popping in, I'm not sure anybody wants to deal with that cap situation out there, but 
there's a lot of a lot of jobs out there, and actually some jobs that aren't that bad. I think the Broncos' job isn't that bad myself. I think they just need a quarterback, and these guys are are able to to do that potentially. So should be an interesting little round here, but it, it, we could have our guys safe. I know that um, that I have thoughts on Raheem Morris, and as well as some other fans do. But it does not look like the Minnesota Vikings are going to continue to pursue Raheem Morris. So if a change were to happen, it does feel like that would come from the L.A. Rams side. I'm not sure that that necessarily would be uh, a thing that happens. So we'll just have to wait and see, guys. Wait and see. That's what we're doing right now. But way more importantly, Rams are still playing football games. And, and we need these guys still today because... We still have football games that need to be coached up and stuff like that. Hopefully two more football games, but we have at least one more to go. So just a little bit of some updates on some injuries for you guys. Uh, some guys potentially coming back. We do have left tackle Andrew Whitworth. He is expected to practice this week and he's expected to play this weekend as well. With If everything goes according to schedule, Andrew Whitworth, big wit, should be the good old gray beard. He should be able to play this weekend against the 49ers. Safety Taylor Rapp. Likely will return as well. Uh, it would be hard to think that he'll miss three games to a concussion. That's not something that we've seen very often. And I think a little bit of cause of cause for concern, guys. Like, I, I don't know about everybody else, but uh, Taylor Rapp being knocked out this this far or this long because of a concussion, I think that's a little jarring in my opinion. Like, we usually don't see people miss any games. If you go out with a concussion in one game, we usually see people back that following week. And now it's this has been a little bit of of Taylor Rapp being down. So not sure exactly what's going on there, but I do hope that Taylor Rapp is OK. Linebacker Ernest Jones, it looks like he will return this week as well. Uh, after Troy Reader's performance against Tampa Bay, uh, Jones returning is incredible news. Traven Howard, uh, he does kind of he tends to struggle against the run. He's more of that, that cover guy. And I think the addition of, of Ernest Jones in this game, specifically against the 49ers who love to run that football, I think that would be an, a perfect addition to this Rams defense right now. Running back Daryl Henderson, he could return this week, but I'm not sure even if he does how many reps he would get. So I, I would, I'm a little bit more on the side of let's just go ahead and, and inactive Daryl still. Just keep him, keep him down and, and we can rock with, with Akers, Michelle, and... Uh, funky town so I think that would be more than enough and and then uh, Sebastian Joseph Day on the defensive line as well uh, he's looking like he could potentially come back uh, we're kind of waiting to see how the week goes on some of these guys Taylor Rapp Ernest Jones Daryl Henderson and Sebastian Joseph Day we're kind of waiting to see how the week goes on them but it does look like Wit will be the one that's returning but Sebastian Joseph Day I think this would be another great addition for the LA Rams this game specifically to go against again that 49ers run game and like, could you just imagine uh, a front of Aaron Donald, Sebastian Joseph Day, uh, Sean Robinson, and Greg Gaines? That's a pretty strong front. And I realize that we don't run a 4-3, so I don't know how many times we would see that. But, hey, you know what? You never really know. This is the playoffs now, and we've had some some guys playing really awesome in the playoffs. Greg Gaines is on that list of uh, performers, so, like playoff performers, people who are playing well, which we'll get into actually after the look back. We'll get into a whole list of, uh, of guys who I just think are kicking butts. Uh, but let's go ahead. Uh, right now, we'll hop into that look back, actually. Uh, we we're going to take a break. But you know what? We're just going to keep on rocking and rolling here. The L.A. Rams defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the divisional round by a score of 30-27. to 27. What a football game. What an incredible weekend of football games. Honestly, every single divisional game was a walk-off. 
I don't know the last time that's happened. I don't know if it's ever happened, but either way, that's absolutely incredible. Every single game a walk-off, the first three were walk-off kicks, and then you have the the overtime touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, this weekend was insane. Every single game, I was on the edge of my seat and just just eating it up. Uh, like, well, for the Rams games, I don't sit, so that was not the case, but absolutely incredible game. We did almost get Brady, though. It, it feels like the Rams did almost everything in their power to try to lose this football game against the Bucs, uh, but it, it was a different vibe from the, uh, I guess, the, the collapse of the Week 18 against the 49ers because this one, we were just making mistakes, like, how many times is in his future career now is Cam Akers going to fumble two times in one game? Probably never. How many times has Cooper Cup fumbled in his career? You know what I mean? Like, to have that kind of stuff happen, and then we get, like, the Von Miller strip sack, he recovers it, and then the very next play, the snap goes over Stafford's head? Like, that kind of stuff just, uh, that's not, uh, in my opinion, a collapse. That's just a string of mistakes that are honestly so rare they just all happened to like compound in one quarter and it was like what is going on stop the bleeding you know what I mean so it was just an interesting game how it happened but it did feel like the Rams almost got bradied with the 24 point lead that disappeared and then it was a tie game and absolutely incredible that final drive sack on the very first play Bucks had all of the, the all of the momentum and I na- I say that because I 100% I know that there are fans out there and I saw it on Twitter there are fans out there that once Stafford got sacked, we said, just go to overtime, go to overtime, sit on it. We're good. Go to overtime. We can regroup and then and then play it there. Absolutely not. I 100% agree with Stafford taking some shots to cup because they had the momentum. They had just scored 24 straight points on us and Stafford did not look shook at all. He looked awesome. He looked calm. He looked confident and you want to tell me that, that that pass to Cooper Cup at the end was was an easy pass. I actually had a 49ers fan say, well, that was an easy pass. He was wide open. Yeah, how about you ask Jimmy Garoppolo about throwing an easy pass to a wide open Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, all right? Don't give me that about the, being an easy pass, especially in that kind of situation. That is clutch. Clutch throw. Yes, it was a blown coverage. Yes, it was a bad play by the by the corner that was covering him. But that was an amazing throw, amazing throw, amazing catch. And it seems like every time that the Rams have played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs, we've had a catch where you're like, this is this is amazing. Like, And that that was the one we are going to see that play for years, that 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 last pass from Stafford to Cup. We are going to see that from years. And and Stafford, after that spike and how fired up he was like that got like, I'm ready, man. Like, this is this is some good stuff. So. Um, I, I just kind of want to throw it out there too, and 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 I realize that this we're now in the in the NFC Championship game and stuff like that. But does anybody? And this is a genuine question: Does anybody believe that Jared Goff could have made that those throws on that final drive? I really want to know. In that situation, you put him in the same exact situation. Does he make the make that stuff happen? Because I don't think so. I think if we're in that situation with Jared Goff, we sit on it and go to overtime and then probably probably lose the game, in my opinion. Either way, doesn't matter. He's gone now. He's a lion. That's all good. We have Matthew Stafford now. Uh, Speaking of Matthew Stafford, we did a a twofer in my game badge last week, and we are doing it again. Put it on up there. We got quarterback Matthew Stafford and wide receiver Cooper Cup. How could I not give it to both of these guys? Honestly, man. Matthew Stafford went 28 of 38, 366 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Officially, 
did get further than the Rams did last season, which was getting booted out of the divisional round on the road. So awesome for Stafford in his very first season as a Ram. He goes to the NFC Championship game potentially further. That last drive was absolutely clutch. Took the sack. Did not want to sit on it from there. Did not take the knee. Uh, and then I had another turnover-free game that the snap went over his head. That was definitely on Brian Allen. That was all Brian Allen. And uh, another turnover-free game for for Stafford. And, and and playoff Stafford is starting to seem like a thing. But then uh, Cooper Cup as well. Nine receptions for 183 receiving yards. One touchdown. Did have the fumble, but let's not pretend like that's a thing he does. So I'm not necessarily worried about that. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, well, Cup fumbled last week. So he's probably just... He's probably, it's probably done. He's, he's, it's over. Cup sucks now, guys. I don't know what to tell you. No, that's not the case. He did have the one fumble, but he also was super clutch on that final drive, pulling in those last two catches there. The way that he's able to separate from defenders also. And I, I, I kind of missed that in my, my, my comment of the, the open, the open guy, because that is ignoring the fact that, that Cooper Cup put the nice little move, a little shimmy on dude, and then separated. Uh, similar to how he did the the previous play where he he basically there's ankle guts all over the field still at, at Raymond James Stadium for the moves that Cooper Cup was putting out on corners, which is amazing to see. Um, I, I think that we're also all on board. Uh, if you're watching this show, then I'm sure you're partially at least on board of the cup for MVP. And I realize that they're not necessarily supposed to look at the playoff game, stuff like that. There's a lot of teams out right now. Uh, but Cup, I mean, the way that he's been playing football, I would... I at least hope he gets a couple votes. I don't think he'll actually get it, but I hope he gets at least a couple votes. Uh, Stafford in the playoffs, though, going back to Stafford, he's completed almost 75% of his throws, 41 of 55, 568 yards, four passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and no turnovers. That is the absolute biggest thing for myself, that he's not turning the football over. That's huge. Absolutely massive for, uh, for Matthew Stafford. Let's go ahead and move on here. Running back Cam Akers had 24 rushing attempts for 48 yards. Despite his fumbles, I absolutely still trust Cam. Let's not forget that Cam Akers was, this is really his second game back in, in, uh, in Tampa Bay. He took a, he had eight touches in week 18 against the 49ers. Hard to really count that. They're just getting his feet wet. And then he comes into the postseason and then he does have this two play, two Fumbles in the in a playoff game. Usually that's bad news. When you when you turn the football over four times against Tom Brady, usually it doesn't go your way. And it still worked out for the LA Rams. But Cam Cam Akers, I absolutely still trust him. I trust him to still be the number one guy. I still trust Michelle to come in as, as that spell back kind of thing and just kind of to 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 spell Akers and come in and, and be able to handle that load as well. But I am not worried about Cam Akers. I'm not sitting here saying like we gotta bench Cam. Hopefully Hendo's back because Cam can't get it done. He's fumbling. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not on that train. And if you are, I mean, just just remember, he's just now back. He just got back. This is his first like he's getting he's still getting the groove a bit. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. had six receptions for 69 yards. Still looking just a little bit better every single week, man. Every single week. And it seems like the Rams, what, what they're doing right now is starting with Odell Beckham Jr. in the first quarter. They're going to him a lot underneath, all that stuff. And then that is in turn, because now the defense is sitting there like, well, we can't just take away Cup. They're, they're throwing OBJ the whole time. And then they start to shift a little bit, and then that opens up Cup for more one-on-one -on -one situations, because we have seen the game starting where Cup is double-covered, so it's like, okay, we'll just go to OBJ then. 
and then once it goes, once it shifts out, then we can start hitting cup, and that's kind of what we've seen. We'll also go with tight end Tyler Higby, four receptions for 51 yards. I think he's an underrated aspect of our offense, but I also, like Rams fans, give him a lot of credit. It just doesn't feel like he gets a lot of outside credit, so I, I think I feel like he's he's underrated in certain eras or areas of uh, the maybe the internet or the universe or something like that, but... Either way, Tyler would be a super important part of this offense, and and I think you can see it every week, especially his blocking and stuff like that. He he does um he does an awesome job. Tyler Hibby's awesome, and uh, we're gonna spotlight as well. David Long Jr. led the team with seven total tackles, seven second straight really strong game. Uh, he did have a, a pretty bad coverage that was against um oh who was it off to the to the right side? I want to say it was a running back, maybe not. I actually don't remember, unfortunately, but did have that bad coverage off to the side that gave up a first, but he's been showing up big, uh, which is really good to see. And you never know who's going to show up big in the playoffs, man. Like that's, I I've talked about that plenty of times. It's like the team you are in week 18 does not necessarily just directly translate into who you are into the postseason because we've already seen Matthew Stafford just kind of, he's just got a different vibe about him. You know what I mean? Like cup has a different vibe about him. Aaron Donald, um, one thing I, I well, we'll talk about Jalen Ramsey later on, I guess, but I do want to see him not take those plays off. It did look like he took a playoff that did, did lead to a touchdown, which is in a tight game like that, not something that you can do, but, um, we'll go ahead and get a, give our, you know what? We're going to take one quick break here on the other side. We'll go into our playoff performance, just a list of guys who I think are just kicking butts. And then we'll get into the rest of the West before we hit our game preview and fan cases on the back end. Don't move. And welcome back into Ram Showcase. Make sure if you guys have not already, hit over to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Subscribe there. That's where the most of the ma- the magic happens and where most of the attention is going right now. We are also uh, trying to get more active on Twitter myself, at Sheriff Joe Bags. So make sure you guys head over there, though. Let's go ahead, though. We're going to talk about our playoff performers because these are guys who are... And none of, some of these guys are not going to be surprises to you. Some, some of these names... You're not like people are going to be sitting there like, oh, really? Is he playing good? Like, you know, yes. Yes, he is. Okay. Um, But here is my list. Feel free to add to this list or tell me I'm wrong on any of these aspects here. Uh, But let's go ahead and start. We're going to start with quarterback Matthew Stafford. He's been playing absolutely great. The turnovers have have dropped off completely. Like he has not turned the ball over in, in in the playoffs yet. Hopefully still two games to go. And so hopefully that does continue. I would like to think that we're only halfway through, <laughs> you know what I mean? Instead of, you know, 66% of the way through right now. So Stafford, though, has been playing some great ball. He seems clutch. He seems calm. He seems confident. I'm loving uh, some Matthew Stafford right now. Wide receiver Cooper Cup is still doing Cooper Cup things. You know what I mean? The, the, he had so many uh, so many rushing yard, or receiving yards in this last game that it's like, oh, yeah, Cup's going to cup. Cooper's out here cupping. He's cupping hard. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's good to see that translate into the postseason and not only translate into the postseason, but I almost feel like he's playing better now, which is incredible. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. He seems to get better every single week. Is that because he's officially now just in the, in the playoffs and now he's just had more time with us? Yeah, that's very realistic. And also I wanted to mention his, his, um, his Bitcoin contract. Don't pretend like the Rams just gave him all of his Bitcoin, whatever, up front, and now he's making, making like less than I do. Like, <laughs> let's not pretend like that's an actual thing that's happening. Okay, 
What's happening here is he's still getting those normal checks and stuff like that. And I'm sure that the NFL is not paying him in Bitcoin. I'm sure they're not just like, they're like, oh, here's, by the way, here's, here's the transaction. We, we bought you Bitcoin. I'm sure the NFL gives him his money and then he decides to just go all Bitcoin. I'm sure that's what's happening. So the the reports of him is like, oh, he's only he's only making like forty five thousand dollars this year. That's not real, guys. Come on now. Anyway, uh, next one here is going to go to right tackle Rob Havenstein. Rob has been underappreciated his entire career, dating back to the St. Louis days. Rob Havenstein has just held down that right tackle spot, and we just don't hear his name. He just does what he does, which is block dudes, and it's awesome. And so I wanted to give this one to Rob because I just don't think he gets enough uh, enough attention, enough credit, even from Rams fans. Next one's going to be defensive lineman Aaron Donald. No surprises there. The dude is hungry. The dude wants it. All right, he's done just about everything you can you can think of except for score a touchdown and win a Super Bowl. I would like both of those to happen in the same same hit. I would love for Aaron Donald to score a Super Bowl touchdown. Or a touchdown this weekend. I'm not picky. <laughs> but Aaron Donald, I mean, obviously, he's he's always capable of taking over a game. And we can look back at, at different games uh, this season, say week 18, where they were doing a pretty good job of taking him away. But it's Aaron Donald. And you cannot do that forever. And I guarantee he's probably looking at the tape right now saying like, okay, they're doing this, they're doing this, so I need to do this. He's a learner. And he's out here teaching himself whatever he needs to know to 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 get after Jimmy uh, for this one. Next one, I'm going to go with cornerback David Long Jr. He's playing incredible right now. Yes, he does have those plays where you're like, ah, dang it, dude, what are you doing? But he's playing great, and this is the best he's he's played. This is his best two-game stretch I think I, we've seen from him. And like I said, you never know who's going to be awesome in the playoffs. And it's really cool to see some guys on like the lower end of the depth chart or backups kind of filling in for people, anything like that, who are doing really awesome. It's really cool to see. Speaking of backups filling in and all of that, we have safety Nick Scott, who is on fire in this postseason. It's incredible to see. Nick Scott was drafted because of Bones, Coach Fossil. He was the reason that he was even here because he basically said, "We, you will not go undrafted. We do want you, your special teams guy, because that's Bones. You know what I mean? He wanted him for special teams. And that is where Nick Scott started. But right now, he's playing He's playing great at safety. I have no issues with Nick Scott continuing to be a Rams safety. And I do want him to get some more playing time. And my final one here is going to be linebacker Von Miller. This is exactly why the Rams brought in Von Miller is for these situations. And he is performing. I want to say that I saw that he's got a sack in six straight games. And he's never done that in his career, which is incredible. I mean, Von Miller's still getting it done. And that's awesome to see. He's brought some life to this defense. He brings his silly little dances after a sack and stuff like that. I think he just, his presence, not only on the field, but also in the locker room, you can tell that there's a real difference that's being made because Vaughn Miller is here, and that's incredible. And these are the games we need him for. He knows what to do. Yeah, I feel like he's keeping everybody a little bit more focused, stuff like that. And, I mean, guys like Aaron Donald and and, and other people will do that as well. But to have Vaughn Miller... A guy who is known as as one of the better linebackers that that this uh, that this league has seen as a, like an edge rusher. The dude's amazing, and to have his presence there, I think is absolutely massive. Let's go ahead and talk about the rest of the West. What that other one dweeb is up to? We are down to just one other dweeb. The other two dweebs have been booted out. Uh, the 49 or the uh, Seattle Seahawks 
They did not make the postseason. And then the L.A. Rams told the Arizona Cardinals to pack it on up and head back to the desert, uh, sad and lonely. So uh, right now it's just it's the Rams and 49ers. It's one awesome team and one dweeb. That's all we are down to right now. The San Francisco 49ers did defeat the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau in the divisional round. That's so hard to do. Credit to the 49ers. It was a 13-10 game. An absolutely incredible football game again. I, I mean, we could say that uh, about all of these games for as long as we want to. The, the divisional round for these playoffs is one of the best weekends of football that we've ever seen. And, and the 49ers were part of it. But... um. Let's see here. Every Yeah, every single game was unbelievable in this one. What I want to talk about when, with the 49ers, though, is in the wild card round, they were helped out tremendously by a terrible play call by uh, by their offensive coordinator, Kel Moore, and then that was approved by Mike McCarthy, and then Dak did it, and then it was terrible, and they ran out of time, and I was sitting here saying, it's like, okay, yeah, but you put Aaron Rodgers and in, in LaFleur in that situation, and that you probably have a different outcome. What I did not account for was that the Green Bay Packers special teams is legitimately terrible and has been all season. And that was the the deciding factor. I remember telling my friend, I was watching with my buddy Jackson, who is a, a Packers fan. I remember telling him, uh, once that, that field goal is blocked, I was like, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite you guys because it was only 7 nothing at the time. And, and then, of course, the, the blocked punt, massive, absolutely massive. And that was it. The 49ers did not score an offensive touchdown. The Green Bay Packers struggled to get to get the ball moving. I think that they were impacted by the cold a lot more than I think a lot of Packers fans anticipated that they would be because, I mean, it's cold for everybody. It's not because, not just because you live in Wisconsin, you're like immune to cold, you know what I mean? Like, out here in Colorado, like, we still get cold, you know what I mean? Like, you can get cold enough to be like, oh man, it sucks out here. But we're used to, we're more used to it. But either way, the Packers... Did not get it together. They had a. They definitely struggled on offense against this 49ers defense, and and it's a, a team that the Rams are going to see this weekend. So it's going to be tough. But ultimately, though, if you would have told me, if you would have told me that Aaron Rodgers would only put up ten points in this game, I pr- I would not have believed you. The twenty three total points were scored in this game. I I would not have believed that 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 Rodgers would have only had ten. If you would have told me that 23 points were going to be scored, I'd be like, oh, it's 20 to 3 Packers, right? Like, right? <laughs> you know, and that's just not the case. So it's it, it feels like some things have gone the gone the 49ers way. And hopefully that stops. That's all I can say, really, is hopefully that stops. Hopefully that those bounces just stop going their way because it seems like they've just been falling into some pretty sweet situations throughout the playoffs so far. And you can 49ers fans can dispute that all you want to. But tell me that that wasn't a terrible play call for the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card week. Tell me that without the blocked punt, they win that game. Tell me that because you're lying to not only me, but to yourself. And I can I can appreciate you guys lying to me. That's fine. I lie to you all the time. But lying to yourself, guys, that's where I draw the line. Respect yourselves, guys. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break here on the other side. We got the game preview, the NFC Championship game. The San Francisco 49ers at the LA Rams. Don't move. This is Ram Showcase on Sports Tour Radio on the fan sided networks. If you guys are hearing me audio only, which would be on ramlinfan.com or iTunes or iHeartRadio, any of those, then make sure you guys head over to the YouTube channel and check me out there. If you guys are hearing me on the YouTube channel, then 
hey, what's up? Uh, but also, how about you guys subscribe on like iHeartRadio and iTunes and stuff too? And you can go to ramblinfan.com, read some sweet articles about the LA Rams, and then also hear me. It's awesome. It's good stuff. Let's go ahead and get in this game preview, okay? And this is one heck of a matchup that we got here, all right? I actually, you know what? Before we even get started here, I want to put up just a couple of pictures that I made last week <laughs> because I like these, all right? So you guys are seeing these right now uh, well, uh, on the YouTube channel, at least. If you guys are audio only, then just use your imagination or something. But uh, we did we did a, just a couple of graphics here for, for the 49ers and Rams game, just spotlighting some different positions of some awesome, awesome players. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff, and the the fact that we get this matchup for the NFC Championship game is unbelievable. I couldn't write a better script if I tried to, but the San Francisco 49ers will be headed to SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams, two members of the NFC West. This game kicks off at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time, will be shown on Fox. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be on the call. The ref for this game is Carl Sheffers. The Rams in the last five years are 2-1 and one with Carl and 1-0 this season with Carl. The big storylines in this one, guys, we know what it is, but I will absolutely tell you guys what it is. The 49ers have won six straight games over the Los Angeles Rams. And so for the Rams, you have a, it's, it's kind of a twofold situation that we're looking at here, okay? From the Rams' perspective, which is what I'm going to try to, I'm going to give you guys the most of. From the Rams' perspective, it's been one heck of a football season. 12-win regular season, you've officially knocked out the second-place team in your division, basically solidifying that you are the, 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 the champion of the NFC West because that team that held it most of the season, you beat them up in the wildcard round. The very next game, you go on the road to play at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady and you win. You kick out Tom Brady in his house in the playoffs and become 3 and 0 against the Tom Brady led Bucks. And then you come home to play a team that has beaten you 6 straight times. You have not beaten this team since the last time you went to the Super Bowl in 2018. So it's twofold. You have this storyline coming into this game you, a team, a division opponent, a team that you've played more in your history than any other team in the entire league. You've played this team more. They've beaten you six straight times. And that's the team you need to get through to play a Super Bowl in your own home stadium. On the very flip side of that, you are now the only team standing in the way of your biggest division rival playing a Super Bowl in your home stadium. And I don't know what it is about this one, guys. I'm like a cool, calm, confident for this one. I absolutely, 100% respect the 49ers. I think they deserve to be here. I think they've played really strong. I think that uh, they can obviously win this game. I respect that. I respect their ability to pull out a win in this one. But there is something about this Rams team in this situation. I trust them. I trust us. I trust this Rams team to know the situation, to know that if you win this game, you get a Super Bowl in your own stadium. If you lose this game, your most hated rival gets to play a Super Bowl in your stadium. Something about that just makes me trust 
that this Rams team will be ready to go for 60 minutes because we saw it in week 18. This Rams team jumped out 17 to 0, and I was seeing it all over Twitter. I was seeing it in private message threads. 49ers fans were upset. They were they had accepted the loss. They said the Rams, we knew that the Rams could do this. We were worried about it. Here it is. But now they're confident. Now all of a sudden 49ers fans, no, there's no there, no, there's no chance. 49ers got this one. Really? The last game went into overtime, guys. <laughs> At SoFi Stadium just a couple of weeks ago. You went up 17-0 on this team in week in week 18 and they came back. You went up 27-3 in the divisional round last week and you needed a walk-off field goal to win to solidify your division title with a big win over the second place team and then you go to Tampa Bay, you beat out Tom Brady, knock him out of the playoffs, and now this is the situation that you put yourself in. To play at home, to go to the Super Bowl, which is also at your home. For the 49ers, they will have the task of beating a team three times in one season, which is extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. Especially when you're looking at these two teams. The 49ers play exhausting football. They they exhaust their opponents, but in the process, they also exhaust themselves. How many more of these games do they have in them? I trust this LA Rams team to pull it out, guys. I really do. I realize and I accept and respect that the 49ers could win this game. I have I've accepted it. I understand that it's an absolute possibility. There's just something about this this situation that I trust this Ram, I trust this coaching staff. I trust this roster. I just trust it all. And we can talk about the crowd if you guys want to. I think it's irrelevant because I don't want to talk about marketing. I just don't think it's relevant. I don't what what am I supposed to do? There's options out there. Stafford is buying tickets and giving them to Rams fans. All you have to do is email Kelly Stafford and say why you're such a big Rams fan or why you think you should go, and she's buying tickets and giving them to people. Andrew Whitworth and his wife buying tickets. There there's a way to go. But I'm out here in Colorado, guys. I don't know. I, I don't, and they're saying 65% 49ers fans is what they're looking at right now. You can also say whatever you guys want, uh, 49ers fans or Rams fans, you can say whatever you want about the, the Rams restricting ticket sales to the Los Angeles area. I remember it wasn't that long ago. The Denver Broncos did it out here. I remember I, I have friends in Colorado Springs who were mad that they couldn't get tickets to a playoff game for the first 24 hours. And that's all it was, was 24 hours. That's... That's how that works. It's 24 hours. So the, the articles came out and said the, the, the Rams backed out of their, their restrictions. It was a 24-hour thing. They tried to get locals to the game. That's it. Denver did it. Tennessee did it last week. And you didn't see the media coverage on it. The 49ers fans are just trying to stir stuff up, in my opinion. The history of this matchup. 49ers do lead the all-time series 75-67-3. The 49ers have won the last six. The last time the Rams won in this matchup was December 30th of 2018. That was a 48-32 win for the Rams. This is the second playoff game between these two, which is surprising to me. It felt like there would be more. The NFC Championship game on January 14th of 1990, so the 89 season, that was a 30-3 win for the 49ers. That game was played at Candlestick. The Rams at home in this series... Uh, San Francisco leads the all the all time series when the Rams are hosting 38, 33 and one. But the Rams have scored more points 
1,637 to 1,596, a difference of 41 points. Let's take a look at the matchup of this one real fast. And these are based on regular season numbers. The Rams offense, top 10 in the NFL. 49ers defense, a top five unit uh, to wrap up the season. Passing the football, the Rams are fifth in the NFL. And the 49ers defense is sixth, defending the pass, running the rock. The Rams were not able to put up 100 yards per game and floated about that 25 ranking all season. The 49ers defense, seventh in stopping the run. Points per game, Rams putting up just over 27 per game, and the 49ers 21.5, which is tied for ninth, is what they were giving up. So, obviously, there's a lot of matchups to watch here. Uh, the Rams offense is is potent. I mean, there's there's weapons all over the place. Uh, Stafford is playing some of his best ball so far this season in these last two games, but the biggest matchup here is going to be wide receiver Cooper Cup versus that 49ers secondary. Cup has gone over 100 in each of the games this season against the 49ers, but I think ultimately his blocking will play a really, really big role into this game because the Rams will likely try to control that time of possession. And you know, last week we did see in the third quarter, the Rams get a little bit soft in their play calling, went with a little bit more runs than they would normally go with. But Sean McVay explained it, and it's really just trying to keep the ball, keep the clock rolling, keep the ball, trying to string together a long drive. And it, it just didn't work out in every situation. But we did see it a couple times where it, it did seem to 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 run that clock down a decent amount. But I think with Cooper Cup be, being obviously such a talented player this season and being such a, a critical part of this Rams offense, I am going to toss in Odell Beckham Jr. into this one as well. There's going to be one of those games where Odell Beckham Jr. goes absolutely off. Wait, I don't know when it's going to happen because I've been saying it every week for about eight weeks now. <laughs> so maybe it's this one. I'm going to be right eventually, guys. And when I'm right, I'm going to claim that rightness. And it's going to be good. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the other side of the football here. 49ers offense versus the Rams defense. 49ers offense, eighth in the NFL. So top 10 unit. The Rams defense, 17th overall uh, in total yards. Passing the football, the 49ers are 12th in the NFL, just under that 250 mark. The Rams defense giving up 240, over 241, and that's 22nd in the NFL. So running the rock, this is where the 49ers really shine. 127.4 per game, that's 7th in the NFL, but the Rams' defense is 6th in stopping the run. And points per game, 49ers putting up just over 25, and the Rams' defense is giving up just under 22. And uh, those are near middle of the road for both of those stats there. 49ers 13th, and then the Rams are tied for 15th, and that's in points scored. So this is where the real the real juiciness of this matchup comes into play. That 49ers offense in that run game against this Rams defense. This Rams defense has absolutely been playing some really good football and we can we can pinpoint different things uh with with you know I mean, if we want to go back to the Arizona Cardinals game, the Rams defense played pretty lights out in that one. And it seemed like at the very end of that one is when the when the the Cardinals were able to put some things together. Last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Rams defense was put in a bunch of situations that were not ideal. A bunch of situations where they're probably sitting there looking at their their Microsoft surface and then all of a sudden you hear a roar of the crowd and now you need to be on the field. And that's tough to just, you know, be be thinking, uh, you know, it's it's Rams offense. We, you know, we got some time here. Like what? We got to go out and then just go and then just be out there. It, like that's tough to do. So especially when like you get the... <laughs> In a situation where Von Miller gets the strip sack and recovers the, the ball, and you're sitting there like, heck yeah, we just got a turnover. And you're like over there still high-fiving. You barely get your your little your little Dixie cup of Gatorade, and all of a sudden, 
ball shoots over Stafford's head, you're back out there. That's tough to get out there and make stops when that is the situation. Turnovers are very difficult to to come out and get those stops because you weren't expecting it. Like when when it's third down, when it's like third and 25, you can sit there on on defense like, all right, we'll probably be up here, you know, and then the punt team comes out and you kind of start loosening up a little bit and then you get back out there. And then that's like the normal rhythm of it. Or you score a touchdown and then you know, like, all right, kick off and then it's us, man. Got two commercial breaks because that's ridiculous. And then it's us, you know. So you get that time. But when there's turnovers, it's just real quick. And now you're back out there. That's tough to do. So matchup that we're looking for in this one, obviously, it's the 49ers run game versus the Rams run defense. What else could it possibly be? Von Miller has come to play these last few weeks. Him with Aaron Donald, with Greg Gaines. And if we can get Ernest Jones back in, I like the the ability of this front to to play physical and be able to, and that's really all it is, is, is playing physical. This 49ers team, they will punch you in the mouth for 60 straight minutes. Can you punch back? We saw it with this Rams team initially in the first game, or in the, the second game, because uh, first game was too long ago. We're, we don't necessarily, that's it's irrelevant. Week 18 is also irrelevant, but it is the most recent situation that we can look at between these two teams. But for for that game in week 18, the, the Rams were were physical. They were stopping the run. They were getting the ball moving on offense. And they were just, they were punching back. And we saw it. Went up 17-0 and then got loose. Got a little soft. Rams defense started backing up a little bit more. Started only running the football for some reason. Kind of went away from the play actions and everything. And let the 49ers back into the game. So can we just do it for 60 minutes? Don't let up. If you're up 48 to 0 at halftime, come out and punch them again. You know what I mean? Just keep it going because I it, we've seen that when we match the physical play of the 49ers, we are better. The Rams roster is better than the 49ers. I think our coaching staff is better. I think every situation for the Rams is a little bit better than the 49ers. So if we can match their physicality, I think the Rams win this game. One thing I don't want to see though in this one is another play like Jalen Ramsey had against Mike Evans on that deep ball because that is not Jalen Ramsey. And, and I'm not going to judge him on that play. I'm not going to say Jalen Ramsey can't play corner. He's he's washed, anything like that, because of one play because that's ridiculous. That's like saying, oh, Cooper Cup, he, he had a fumble. Bench him. You know, what's, uh, what's Deshaun Jackson doing? Do you want to come back? Antonio Brown? Like, no. Okay? It, it happens. Bad plays happen. But... It just felt like a little bit of a lazy play. It felt like Ramsey did not think that that ball was coming towards him. Or, because we also have started to to understand Jalen Ramsey a little bit. Um, and I don't want to just say he's taking plays off anything like that. Because I don't necessarily, I don't know if that's the case. Okay, I don't know what was going through his head. I don't know what the situation was that, that specifically unfolded. What we could see though, he had some frustration. I want to know if there was some kind of tug or something. Uh, I don't know. I want to know from Jalen, though, what happened on that play? I mean, ultimately, it is irrelevant now. We're moving on to the NFC Championship game, and Mike Evans isn't. He's going to be watching just like I am on TV, but don't he might go. I have no idea. <laughs> but either way, he's going to be watching just like just like us. We will, we're not going to be playing in the game, so it's ultimately irrelevant. But I do kind of want to – I have those questions because that was a bad – that was a bad touchdown to give up. Straight up. It was just a bad one. All right? So, Jalen, if we could get those – to not happen, especially against guys like Debo, who are physical, tough football players. Feel like he would have been great in like the 80s too. He's just one heck of a player, and uh, it's tough to, to he's tough to defend. So, what can you do? 
Either way, though, heck of a matchup on that one. Uh, that that 49ers run game versus this Rams run defense, that's going to be something to watch all day long. Even if the Rams have a lead, it's still going to be something to watch for because the 49ers can do it. And, I mean, credit to the 49ers last week as well. Get Running the football on third and seven, that was bold. And they got it. And that was that was it. Right then it was like, oh, this game's over. Okay. It, it just kind of felt that way. You know what I mean? So Rams have to be ready for anything like that. Third and seven does not mean pass, especially when Jimmy Garoppolo is your quarterback. It's not the case. It's not the case. If you guys watch the NFC West roundtable, uh, me and CG had a great conversation. It was awesome, actually. Um, but he made me laugh really, really hard on one, one point of that show because... Uh, there was, uh, we were just obviously like getting, just trying to dig under each other's skin just a little bit here and there. But, uh, what, what happened was, uh, was CG said, watch Jimmy Garoppolo have a breakout game and throw for almost 200 yards. And I could not help but laugh because like, yeah, that would be a breakout game for Jimmy, wouldn't it? <laughs> but either way, it's going to be one heck of a football game. I say that I, I give you guys that, that quote anyway, because, uh, it's obviously they're a running football team, and even on third and seven, Jimmy Garoppolo ain't that guy. He ain't that guy. He throws fourth quarter interceptions. He is not that guy. Let's take a look at our three to see. We're going to start with defensive lineman Aaron Donald. We just need one of those Aaron Donald days. Simple. We need Aaron Donald to do Aaron Donald things. We need Aaron to Donald. <laughs> that's, that's all we need. Cooper Cup. We need Cooper to Cup. All right. One of the best wide receiver seasons we've ever seen. Last week had one of the better days for a receiver in the divisional round that we've seen. Absolutely incredible. We need it again. It's not over yet. We need it again. Quarterback Matthew Stafford, another great postseason performance. Is a is playoff Stafford a thing? Is playoff Stafford like is that a is that a real thing that we might have? It's like he's like pretty solid all all regular season. He's doing some cool things here and there. Hitting some sweet plays, maybe getting a little bit aggressive mid to late season, throwing too many pick sixes, stuff like that. But playoff time, to pull it together and just just do it. Is that what we're seeing right now? Is playoff Stafford a thing? I think so. I think it might be. Maybe use high voice. Oh, we'll take another quick break here on the other side. We got fan casos. We have some awesome ones. Don't move. All right, welcome back into Ram Showcase. We're going to go ahead and hop into our fan casos. We do have a good chunk of them. So do forgive me if I go if if you feel like I go a little too fast on your on your question here. I do want to get through all of them. I want to respect everybody's uh, attention and and paying attention to to the show and participating in the show and taking some time to drop a question. I want to respect that for everybody. So some of your questions might get kind of quick answers. <laughs> so I do apologize about that. But we also got the NFC Championship game this week. We're excited. We will get some good answers for you guys. All right. First one is going to come from Felipe. What plan does McVeigh have to beat the 49ers finally? I mean, I hate to give you this answer that you would have to ask him. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, man, I'm sure it's a it's it's not let them do what they've done, which is run the football, control the time of possession and and just keep their offense on the field because this Rams offense is is powerful and what they do is keep it on the sideline. And so we just I'm sure that's the plan is keep our offense out there, keep them off the field because they're offense that's all they have is the run game they can't throw so if we can just handle that and and get those three and outs with stopping the run then we'll be all right these next three are going to come from edwin 
when we beat the 49ers, what is going to be the biggest reason? The biggest reason will be because the Rams were able to find some room on the ground on offense and keep drives alive on third down. Number two, what beer are you going to be drinking during the Super Bowl? Okay, so we've been doing what is like, because I'm a fat tire guy. I love fat tire. Uh, the quickest story on that one is um, I was drunk one time and read the bottle. It said established 1991 in Colorado. And I said, hey, me too. And then I laughed by myself for probably longer than I should have, but it's fine. Um, it made me laugh. So that's good stuff. Um, but what is the one? Shiner, Shiner Bach. We've been doing that one because there's a ram on the label <laughs> and on the caps. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Saying it out loud makes it seem corny, but also I don't care. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Uh, third one here from Edwin. What player would you love to see? Uh, what player would you love to see? And what player would you like? Oh my gosh. I, I promise I can read. What player would you love to see go? And what player would you hate to see go in the offseason? A player that I would love to see go? Um, I mean, that's always tough because... It, that's always tough because, um, like, I, I respect all these guys. You know what I mean? Like, they, they do a very hard job. Football's a tough job, and it's so critical. Like, you're being asked, asked to be perfect on every play, and if you screw up one play, you you could be just seen as trash forever. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not accurate, but it is true. Like, that, that is how a large majority of fan fans see it, is like, you blow a coverage, it's like, well, this guy's terrible. It's like, well, he missed one play. You, you, you didn't have a bad day at work, man. Like, come on now. Like, let me ask your boss <laughs> how many mistakes you've made. Are you trash? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know your life. Um, but a player that I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing go is what I will say is safety Taylor Rapp. I just don't think he's made any progression. I think he's the same player he was as a rookie. I haven't seen that that progression happen. And yes, he was tied for the most interceptions on the Rams this year. But look at the interceptions. It's bombs that he just happens to be standing back there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel that way about Richard Sherman, too. I, I, a lot of Richard Sherman's interceptions, he just happened to be standing there, hits him right in the stomach, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Good play, Rich. Like, whatever. But a player I would hate to see go, most of them, dude. Honestly. <laughs> um, I would say uh, we'll go with a player that I, I guess is is in discussions of potentially leaving. And by no reasoning of the team the team didn't say anything the team's not sitting here saying like well if this happens then this might happen like that's not the case uh but wide receiver robert woods that has been a conversation between fans saying that like i mean if we can do it without him let's see what else we could do like maybe maybe we go for something maybe we maybe we beef up a linebacker spot or something like i don't know but i would hate to see that happen because robert woods bobby trees is super dope he's next uh, nine are going to come from Jay. <laughs> Dude, welcome back to the Quesos, Jay. Appreciate you. Number one, since taking over the safety spot this postseason, Nick Scott has been ranked among the top defenders, top rated defenders. Do we continue to ride that hot hand or does he take take a back seat to rap upon his return? I actually didn't know he was officially listed as one of the top rated defenders. That's pretty awesome. I haven't been paying attention to any kind of ratings or anything like that. So that's really cool to hear, actually. Uh, he was on my list of, of performers here. So that's cool. Um, I think that we should keep riding with Nick Scott myself. 
I think that that's the better option for the Los Angeles Rams and this defense. I think Taylor Rapp, um, at this point, I don't know. I, it's hard to it's hard to tell what he would be able to do in the in the postseason because again, the whole list that I had earlier was guys that maybe we didn't necessarily see them lighten it up in the playoffs and. Maybe Taylor Rapp's that guy. I, I don't know. It's hard to tell. But Nick Scott is absolutely playing fine. So I would say keep riding the hot hand. Scott's playing great. Keep in Scott. Number two, the Rams pass rush has been on a tear these past few weeks. Does it continue Does it continue against the 49ers' quick pass option scheme? One thing we have seen in recent weeks is a little bit tighter coverage. So I would say yes. I would say that Jimmy Garoppolo, in this situation specifically, because if you watch the Week 18 game, Rams are playing a lot of really off coverage, and that does not work against a Shanahan offense. He's just going to eat you up underneath, and he's got guys that can catch and run. Ayuk, Debo, all that. So I, I would say that this, I mean, unless we see that, because Raheem Morris could absolutely be like, you know what, this has been working, so I'm going to go do, do this. You know what I mean? That's a very Raheem Morris thing to do. So hopefully that's not the case, but uh I don't know. I, I feel good about this defense in, in this game, actually. I, I think that, the, I mean, and there's a, they're a little bit beat up. I mean, Kittle got, got hurt. Uh, Debo got hurt. They're fine. They're going to play and stuff like that. But there are those little those little questions where you're like, oh, well, they are beat up, though. I mean, but who's not? We're <laughs> This is week 21. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's t- everybody's a little banged up right now. You know what I mean? I'm exhausted. I'm not, like, I just talk about the Rams. <laughs> so um, I would say that the, the Rams pass rush will be able to get after Jimmy, though. Number three, what is the most important NFC champion? What is the most important in the NFC championship game for our Rams? Stopping the 49ers run game or Stafford having an almost perfect game, meaning no turnovers? I would say it's going to be stopping their run game because if they don't have a run game, they don't have an offense. And you're not going to convince me that Jimmy G is decent. Okay. Yeah. He's in the NFC championship game. Yeah. Well, Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl ring. You know what I mean? So who cares? Yeah. Like, He's being carried by his his defense and his his run game. Pretty pretty. I mean, is anybody gonna argue that Jimmy G is not the worst quarterback still playing? Come on, you know what I mean. And what where was the mistake? Was it deciding that it was time to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo, or was it moving up and getting Trey Lance? Where which one was the mistake? They're kind of the same move, and they're all in like one shot. But which one was the mistake? Because one of them is. You either made a mistake by saying that Jimmy G is like, okay, we need to find his replacement. And you you make you made the mistake by going up for Trey Lance. I don't even want to go over the list of all the players they could have had. Anyway. Stopping the 49ers run game. <laughs> Next one here. Uh, it may be too early for offseason talk. Yes, it is. But which would you prefer uh, to keep due to cash constraints between Von Miller, OBJ, and Noteboom? If I had to pick one, I would pick OBJ. If I could pick two... Ah, oh, that's tough, man. I don't know if I'd go Von Miller or Noteboom. Von Miller is much older. Noteboom, though, I do like it left tackle, man. I think he's our starter next year. If, if Witt leaves, I do think that that happens. But Von Miller, the way his presence has been awesome, so... Uh, screw your question, all three. Uh, next one here. After once being considered a weakness, our bench depth has really come out hot. Uh, who has been the most important piece so far, and do you see anyone this week standing out? Solid question. Solid question. Um, I would say, as far as who's been an important piece so far, I think the, like, the reps that Traven Howard has been able to take and, and perform well in, 
I, I, that is not, I don't, it's surprising to me. I don't want to say that I'm surprised, but I am. I'm surprised that he was able to come back off an injury and play the way that he's been playing. David Long Jr., I think he's been playing absolutely phenomenal. Nick Scott, unreal right now, what he's been able to do. Uh, if I had to say, though, who do I think stands out this week, I'm going to continue to ride the that Nick Scott train, man. Nick Scott is awesome. He's a cool dude. I mean, we we met him briefly up in Denver this year uh, in the preseason. Cool dude. Great guy. Uh, he, <laughs> he actually asked me if I talk trash about the Rams because I told him I have the podcast. And uh, he's like, no, dude. Like, no, I don't do that. It's like, I'm only a little bit hard on Taylor Rapp. <laughs> He was like, what? That's my guy. Like, what is he supposed to say? It's like, yeah, dang, rap sucks. Like, what? <laughs> so obviously, but still, I'm going to, I'm going to say Nick Scott. Six, I've seen more press coverage recently from Raheem Morris. I, okay. Yeah. You're with me. <laughs> um, uh, I've seen more press coverage recently from Morris than ever before. Do we see more of the same against the short pass, heavy run game oriented scheme of the Niners? Or does he revert back to his cloud coverage BS game plan? Yeah. Um, fingers crossed for the former, man. Fingers crossed for the former. Because at any given moment, it does kind of feel like, oh, well, what is Raheem going to do to screw this up? Was he going to have us go soft on this next drive? Is this the one where we go soft and let him come back? You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it, it makes me nervous. But I would say hopefully the former. I, I can't ultimately give you like a confident answer on that one. Next one here, Matt Gay has been amazing for us this year. Literally all pro level play. Like Legatron before him, do you see Gay being the X Factor and sending us back to the Super Bowl this Sunday? Would not hate it. Would not hate it at all. But I also don't care how the points come. I don't care if Kendall Blanton is scoring all of our touchdowns. I don't care about your fantasy team. I don't care about the names on the backs of the jerseys. I'm worried about the name on the weird little patch to the left side of the jerseys. Because... That's all I care about. Just score touchdowns if you're a Ram. That's all. Just the, I want the players with horns on their helmets in the end zone and kicking field goals and stuff like that. I don't care. I don't care how we get the points. Get more than they have. You know what I mean? But yeah, I do. Like I think that Matt Gay, he's got a little bit of the ice in his veins. He did have that miss, and we high five for the field goal. We all thought when it was straight, it was like oh 47, you, and it wasn't good. So we took away the high fives. You, you know, like that, and. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I trust Gay if he has to come in in that situation. Next one here. Cup got wide open. I mean, wide open for that game. Stealing catch. That was an OMG moment, and the whole world thought it was going to OT and possibly a Bucks momentum win. What was your last Rams OMG moment? Ooh, that's a good question. I I mean, that play was really... That play was maybe it, man. That 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 throw to that throw at the end, the deep ball. That was the one where I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like this is actually, like we did it. We moved on. Like that was it. Like once cup, once I saw that it was going to cup. That's like I was already, like you see Stafford throw it. Then it like the cameras go and you see it's cup, and I was like, "Boom!" Like there it is. And that's in hindsight the moment I lost my voice. Uh, let's see here. And last one here from Jay. This NFC Championship game is going to be a dogfight. Division, divisional rivals. Pure hatred for one another. Players will fight. Fan bases will. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, it's going. It's going to be glorious. Prediction. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll drop my score prediction. I usually don't do it in the show, but uh, I will drop my score prediction here. I think that the Rams win this game 27-17. I'd say Rams by 10. Rams by 10. And, yeah, I feel good about it, man, actually. I, I do feel that um, this team is in a good spot right now. Somebody's actually riding a, a queso right now. You barely got in there, dude. Barely got in there. This next one's going to come from Jordan and Bethany. Do you miss the mixed safeties? I'm going to assume you're talking about McDonald and McLeod. And yes, I think I loved their aggressive physical play. That day that McLeod murdered Emmanuel Sanders, uh, one of the best days of <laughs> being a Colorado guy. That was glorious. You know what I mean? And it was clean. I'm mad that it got flagged, good defenseless or whatever. You're, if, in my opinion, if you're on a football field during a play, you're not defenseless. Pay attention to where the hell you're at. Pay attention. Head on a swivel, man. Whatever happened to that? Whatever happened to keep your head on a swivel, man? People are flying out here trying to take your head off. Instead, it became, hey, stop trying to take everybody's heads off. All right? What the hell? <laughs> when did it change? I don't know. I got a little worked up there. Sorry. <laughs> Next one here is going to come from Jeff. I see the Rams getting out to a sizable lead, 14 plus points, and the 49ers putting Lance in the game. How does his play style match up against the defense? I don't see this happening. Uh, no matter what the score or situation is, I don't see Lance just being put in over Jimmy. But what I would say if uh, about the, the Lance situation is I think the Rams are great against mobile guys. Ask Kyler Murray. Ask Russell Wilson. That wouldn't necessarily make me nervous. Next one here from Jeff. Are you sad that the Rams have not played and they're all unis that are all yellow unis this season? Would you like to see them in the Super Bowl if we play KC? Brings back the memories of that. Uh, you said Thursday night. That was a Monday night game, but irrelevant. Um, we actually don't have access to those this year. They are not an active uniform. Uh, we only have the bone, the the new royal, and the the whites, the the modern throwbacks. Those are the only jerseys that we actually have right now. Um, the, the the alternates that we we chose to to use this year are the the modern throwbacks that is our alternate and I will say that if the Rams do make the Super Bowl I think that the the modern throwbacks make make their appearance again but I love the all yellows um my that's my favorite custom Sheriff Joe Bags jersey is my yellow one I, it's what I wore out to LA and stuff uh absolutely love them I do think that and we'll talk about this once the season actually ends for the Rams. I do think that the Rams get a yellow jersey this this season uh, because they are planning on revealing one more uh, uniform. So I do think it's going to be yellow with white pants. That's just my prediction. I could be way off. It could be another royal without grading at numbers. I, I have no idea. But my prediction is yellow over white. Tawny says, Nick Scott or rap? Simplest question I think I've ever been asked. Nick Scott, let me get that. Um, I, I choose most people over rap. And I realize that that's not the case for every Rams fan. A lot of people really like rap. I'm not in that group. I think he's fine. I think he's okay. I just don't think he's that awesome. Next one here from Jeff. Uh, let's, whoa, that confused me. All right, that was the, the only one having Farrell Cooper's uh, back after. <laughs> what are you talking about here, Jeff? Farrell Cooper? He's talking about, fla oh, flashbacks after the Acres fumbled the second time. I get you now. I got you. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Jeff. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's uh, I just, there's something about those Acres fumbles that it's like, okay, that happened. He's probably spent all week with a football duct tape to his hands or something. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't see it happening again. I trust Cam Akers. I trust his coaching staff to, to, to know 
how to put him in a situation. And I, I trust him to understand that he fumbled two times and almost gave away that game for the Rams. And I, I just, I don't see it happening again. I trust him. That's all. That's all I can really say on it. Uh, Clinton is asking, welcome back, Clinton. It's been a while. Uh, is Debo banged up still? That and Trent uh, could be a stroke of absolute luck on our end. Looks like both of them will be good to go. Trent Williams, I don't think practiced today, if I'm not mistaken, which is Wednesday. Um, but I do, I do think that they said he he anticipates playing. Debo is good to go. April, do we keep OBJ? I do think so. Uh, this is more of a topic I'll get into in the offseason of who I think will stay and who I think will go. But I do think OBJ stays. I think we extend him for probably five years. Ted says, use them all. Stay fresh. That's not a question, but uh, yeah, I agree. Just keep a, keep it rotated. For edge rushers, for defensive linemen, for wide receivers, for running backs, yeah, man, I'm with you. Use them all. Keep them fresh. <laughs> Stay fresh, sorry. Uh, let's see here. Ben, Scott plays, uh, and what about Burgess? He has played pretty good. Or what do you think about uh, the, Weddle, the, the play of Weddle? Is this like a choose my own adventure question? I can choose which one I want to answer. Let's see. Um, Burgess, I like. I like Burgess. But I've said this before, and I'll say it plenty more times as long as this show exists, I'm sure, is that if the coaches who are in meeting rooms and on the practice field with these guys are not itching to get that up, get them out on the field, there is no reason for us to, okay? There is no reason that the, the coaches would be putting out a worse product on the field because they're holding somebody or they don't you know, like what they know more than we do is what I'm getting at. All right. So uh, what do I think of Weddle's play? I like his leadership, especially this last week. It, it did seem to, to arrive uh, his ability to communicate directly with Ramsey in different aspects and different and easier uh, just because of some, some of the history that they've had together. Um, that's kind of nice. His leadership is great, but it's not pretending like he's playing good. Like he's, <laughs> it's cool to have his presence out there and stuff like that, but he's missing tackles. He's doing like, I don't know. It's not, it's not uber exciting, I guess. Next couple here come from Cody. How impressed were you with Joseph Noteboom in our offensive line? How do you think they'll be able to do against the 49ers? Played really, really well last week. Noteboom is, he's played well though. Like every time he's come in, he's played well. And I said that last week that yeah, he's, if he's needing to be in, he does fine when he's in. So uh, I'm not I'm not necessarily like down on anybody right now. I'm a little bit disappointed in Brian Allen for that snap, but hey, it happens. Um, I've said all year though that I think Coleman Shelton is a better center. I think Austin Corbett's a better center actually. I think that <laughs> that Brian Allen, our starting center, I think he's the third best center on our team. But I also like our depth on the offensive line. I don't think Brian Allen's a bad player. I just think that those guys are better at that spot. But I think our line did amazing. Next one from Cody: Is it just me, or does it seem like Higby drops a couple of big passes a game? He gets a lot of the big third downs, uh, but seems like he has a uh, drops on on easy passes. He's had drops. It happens, man. But I think like as far as Higby goes, it. I guess the reason I'm answering this question like this because it feels like you're taking a little bit of a shot at my boy Higgs, and I'm not okay with that. And um, I I think that ultimately, man, Higby's had his positive impact is far greater than any negative drops he's had. And we can go back to a couple of games earlier uh, in the season where he just, it, it was just off. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't, it just, he just wasn't on. It happens. Um, but ultimately, man, I think he plays a lot. His, his positive out, outweighs the bad. 
Uh, let's see. And Cody says, Andrew Whitworth update. Uh, all systems go, it seems like. Uh, it does appear like he would be, he will be uh, ready for this game. And uh, Ryan asks, will Jimmy G die? Yeah. Um, I mean, probably. Uh, he's He's got to go against Aaron Donald, uh, which is asking to, to die, I think. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like that question. I wasn't expecting that. That was the one that popped in as I was reading the other one. So I've definitely not seen that one. Uh, so that was good. Uh, let's see here. AJ. Welcome in, AJ. These ones are now coming from the YouTube channel. What do you think attributed to the collapse in the second half of week 18? How do you feel about us overcoming that and staying strong throughout the whole game? What contributed to the the collapse in, in week 18 against the San Francisco 49ers? I think a big part of that was was trying to close the game too early. Uh, trying to, in the third quarter, start going back on your coverage, opening up running lanes, thinking that that'll kill clock, and then like going three and out, running the football, stuff like that. And that's just not like, do what got you the lead. Don't play to, to not, play to win the game. Don't play to not lose the game. You know what I mean? Like, go win it. Go win the game. Go take the game away from them. Kill their souls, man. Steal their souls, like Matthew Stafford said against uh, the the Bucks this last week. He said he loves stealing their souls. So steal their souls, man. If any souls need to be jacked out here, it's the of the 49ers. And so I, I think that the biggest part in that was, like, we did get soft. And, and we let them, in the third quarter, there was that drive where they just kept, it, was, it seemed like every play was a four-yard run, and, and we just weren't adjusting to it. We just let them march all the way down the field. And so we just can't do that. We just got to play strong the whole time, all 60 minutes, because when we match their intensity, we're better. Simple as that. Uh, how do we stay for the whole game? Just every time you get punched in the mouth, punch back. Punch back harder. That's all. We just got to do it. We got to do it because we cannot let our biggest division rival play a Super Bowl at our house. You know what I mean? We just can't let that happen. Next one here from Philip. Will the Rams offensive line hold up against the Niners defensive line? The last game, the Rams O-line, they were manhandled. That's my biggest worry. The battle in the trenches. It's, I mean, this game's going to be different. It's not going to be a mirror image of that. And I think that this this Rams team and also this 49ers team, I don't want to completely throw them out. I mean, I do, but <laughs> um, ultimately, it's going to be a different atmosphere. It's going to be a different vibe from this Rams team. This Rams team, at the time of Week 18, knew that they were in the playoffs. They knew no matter what, their season continued. And the 49ers were the ones that were, like, desperate. They was already playoffs for them. They they had to win it. And the Rams got soft. And I think a big part of that was knowing, like, okay, well, like we're in, so let's just Let's just get in. You know what I mean? Ended up winning the division, not the game. Uh, but I, I think this one's going to have a completely different mindset. This this is now, we win this game and we are in the Super Bowl. And of course, that's the same exact situation for the 49ers as well. But there's something about the way that the 49ers have been playing these last couple of weeks. They seem tired. And I don't know if that's just me trying to pick out things that don't actually exist, which is possible. I've done that before. But... This Rams team, I, I think, is energetic right now. Like it, we, we feel good. We feel powerful. We feel fast. We feel strong right now. The 49ers last week in Green Bay, I think the Packers look terrible. Honestly, the Packers, like, in credit, I got to give credit to the 49ers on doing what they did. They confused the coverages uh, for Rodgers. Their, their, uh, their pass rush was, was getting through and doing some damage there, and they, they slowed down the ground game credit there for sure but 
these Packers did not play good a good game. The Cowboys didn't play a good game. And they've, I mean, they were both very snug games, all right? And then if you take away the, the four turnovers by the Rams, that's a blowout, too, against Tampa Bay. And I say two because they beat up on the, the Cardinals in the wild card week. So I think that this Rams team is playing amazing football right now. I'm actually going to, uh, my, my camera is about to stop. Let me just change my battery. I'll be right back. We only got two more questions for you guys. So let's go ahead and hop into those ones here. And these are both going to come from Payo Time. If you guys have not subscribed to Payo Time, then um, do it. P-A-Y-O Time. Head over there, man. Awesome stuff. He does a daily countdown. He tells you how many slumbers you got until the next Rams game. Big fan of it, actually. <laughs> keeps me keeps me going. Keeps me going. All right. Uh, this one was actually asked on my little pre-NFC West roundtable last night. And, Peo, you're going to hate me. Uh, what book would you have the Rams players read? I have no idea, dude. I really have. I've, I don't know. I, I, I want your answer, man, because I don't know. I have no... I've... I'm not like anti-reading, of course, because that's a that's ridiculous, and I'm not I'm not one of those dudes who's like, yeah, failing in school is cool, you know what I mean? Because that's not, you know what I mean? But I I haven't read a lot of books lately. <laughs> I've been out of school for a while now. I like the books that I like are like Call of the Game and like I don't know, I, they're all like sportscasting related stuff. <laughs> um, but I I don't know, man. I'm going to reference something here that I don't think anybody would get, but if you please, if you do, please let me know. Which, uh, the, the very first time I heard this question, Peo, the very, the, the line that popped into my head was, looks like we got ourselves a reader. And if anybody gets that, I appreciate it. If not, I totally understand. Because <laughs> that's like an 80s reference. I was born in 91, so I shouldn't really get it. The person who said it died the year I was born. Whatever. I don't know, Peo. Give me your answer, man. I need yours. And the last one here from Peo and our final queso of the day for this NFC Championship Game Preview episode of Ram Showcase. Second one we have done here at Ram Showcase in our lifetime, uh, which is amazing stuff. Uh, next question here, the last one is, would you rather play tennis every day with Aaron Donald or have Sean McVay be your life coach? This is the, one of the easiest questions I've ever been asked, man. Because I don't want to go lose at tennis every single day. Aaron Donald is too freaking competitive for me. He's like, I'm a pretty competitive person. But when it comes to Aaron Donald, man, I can't match that intensity. I can't. I just can't match that intensity. Every single day playing Aaron Donald, you know how much it would crush my soul to just get beat at tennis by Aaron Donald every day? You know how much positive it would do in my life? If Sean McVay was my life coach, <laughs> it would do all the positives in the world, man. Like, he'd be like, hey, man, you don't need to eat that whole extra sleeve of Oreos. <laughs> like, you don't need to do it, you know, and that would, it would just be really good for me. I think that uh, I don't have any, like, good quotes here. If Ram's House, the host of Ram's House, if he was here right now, he would have, like, some really good Sean McVay quotes about, like, above the neck, uh, you know, stuff like that. By the way, above the neck, everybody drink. That's a dangerous game to play. The the above the neck drinking game. <laughs> Do appreciate everybody for dropping those fan quesos, though. Appreciate everybody who uh, has hung out this long and, and listened to me answer them as well. Do appreciate the heck out of you guys. You guys are my favorite kind of people for 
sure. We have the NFC Championship game this weekend. Our LA Rams are in it, playing against the San Francisco 49ers, a team that this Rams team has lost to six straight times. I could not write a better story if I tried. The Rams now have to beat a team they have not beaten in the last three years in order to get to a Super Bowl in their own home stadium. This is some movie plot storyline stuff. I could not write it better than that, okay? These 49ers are coming in, and I always say, I got this advice from one of my one of my high school friends way back in the day. Always do what makes for a better story. What possible better story could there be than solidifying yourself as the NFC West champion by beating the number two team, the team that held first place in your division for most of the season, and beating them handily? Then you go to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the the reigning Super Bowl champion for only Tom Brady's second career divisional round loss and then you come home to play the San Francisco 49ers a team you have not beaten in six straight meetings to go to the Super Bowl in your own home I could not write it better than that always do what makes for a better story and the better story is the Rams winning this game so I I, I don't know what to tell you guys that's that's what's gonna happen that's what's gonna happen We'll go high voice on you guys. It's good stuff, though. Amazing stuff. We got one heck of a situation to watch this weekend. And, hey, we are in the NFC Championship, and we're here still. We're here. We did it. We got this far. And, and uh, there's an article out that says, are the Rams Super Bowl contenders? Well, we're, in the, we're in the championship game. What the hell do you mean? We got one more win to get there. Of course we are. Come on now. Ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> I do appreciate the heck out of you guys. Genuinely love uh, this. This season's been awesome. Hopefully it continues. One another game preview next week. Thank you guys for being here. I do genuinely appreciate you guys. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase. Follow your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. That is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports Bowl Radio and the Fan Side of Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night.